Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list the list the list what what the list Doc Manson at Doc Manson why do I buy these things um, because you like to torture yourself, methinks. Uh, I, I buy all this technology with no real earthly idea how to use it, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out the issues and realize I just haven't plugged the dang thing in, so... Well, that could happen to any professional producer. I mean, just ask Bill Neville. I'm sure once or twice he didn't plug the thing in, and, you know... I'm, that is probably true. I had this whole thing. I had some apple crisp we made. We were going to discuss fall foods. Not that that's really a list thing. Much more of a DDT wrestling thing. But still, how are you well, doing, Doc? How's, how's life treating you? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, DDT is uh, pretty much over. So, you know, kind of looking forward to having my Thursday nights back. I'm, you know, I, I saw that uh, that Stephanie is now also dead. So Stephanie what? and Beverly and Bethany have now all passed this mortal coil. They have ceased to be. That just uh, seems kind of extreme. I mean, we could have just started another show. Like, I don't plan on going back. I'm just, you know, like mm. they said they were taking over. So our record, 149 quality episodes. Their record, they couldn't even get their act together for one. Are you sure you want to stake your reputation on 149 quality episodes? Uh, let's see. Uh, the 149 episodes, some of which had <laughs> a level of quality. Yeah, A level of quality is something I, I think I can agree to. I didn't say they were a good quality. I yeah, just I said, know. I, oh, on the I, spectrum of quality, we are there. I heard you loud and clear, dear friend, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. But uh, we're ranking we're ranking some wrestlers. There are 281 wrestlers currently on the list. Last week was the banger of all bangers episode. We we have a new number one. It, it will be difficult to replace the man on top of the mountain, the mountain himself. Oscar uh, got named. It was a good week to be. Doc Manson, but oh, as yeah. as people have said, it's not just about who's number one, it's who's one through 281. So, uh, Doc Manson, as we get going, could you please give us the top ten wrestlers of all time? Number ten, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Number nine, Kevin Owens. Number eight, The Iron Sheik. Seven, Asuka. Six, The Bad Guy, Scott Hall. Number five, John Cena. Number four, Mr. McMahon, number three, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, number two, the Lionheart, Chris Jericho, and number one, the greatest wrestler of all time is The Undertaker. That's a good list. It's a good list. It's a very good list. I am randomizing the other lists. Did I add all of the people from the Mae Young Classic to this? I can't recall. Oh, it I looks like. We Actually, definitely have more numbers on the women's list than yeah. we had last time. Hey, go me. All right. Well, uh, there's there's at least over 700 names to go. So our work is not yet done. So Doc Manson, 
Can I have a number, please? 138. 138. Oh, what a name to start with. Uh, his name is Lance Cade, otherwise known as Garrison Cade. I know that name. I know uh, I know that name. With Trevor Murdoch, the tag team of the 2000s. Ah, the guy who's not Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yes. The guy who is not uh, Trevor Murdoch. This is a guy with a lot of potential. I believe he was a Shawn Michaels trainee uh, back when Shawn Michaels had a wrestling school. And, yep. you know, he he had some talent. People thought he was going to be a real, a real talented guy. Uh, I think some personal demons got in the way, if I remember correctly. So, um, yeah. But, you know, not a bad wrestler. Not a great wrestler, but not a bad wrestler. Yeah. Yep, Trevor Murdoch. Jericho. Passed away at the age of 29. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Heart failure. Drugs played. Drugs played a uh, thing, but a three-time tag champion yep. in uh, in WWE. So he's a guy to me that when we look when we talk about the Horner line, which is currently at two twenty-two, I, I would say he's above it, but I don't know how much higher above it we would go. Just kind of looking at some of the names, you know, Crash Holly at one seventy-four might not be a bad comparison, both in terms of talent and in terms of the fact that their their life ended much too early um are you prepared to say that lance cade should be higher on this list than tj perkins well tj perkins is a one-time cruiserweight champion lance cade is a three-time raw tag team champion in fairness though trevor murdoch is going to place much higher on this list. Well, yes, that is so, true. But I, you know, I'm looking right above TJP is Ted DiBiase Jr., which again, not a bad look, a, a, a fair amount of talent, but nothing came of it. So yeah. I think that's kind of in the ballpark there. You know, right. in those in those lower, the lower part. I'd put Buddy Murphy above him at 169. I'd put the Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey above him at 172. All right, but, but somewhere in there. All right, yeah, I mean, I could see him realistically above the Singh brothers at 175. Yeah, I think actually right there, 175, Lance Cade, right below Crash Holly. All right. All, All right. right, we are off and running on episode 25. We are getting close to a reconciliation. Not there yet. Not quite. But we're getting close. Part of the reason, you know, we were talking before the show, and you had mentioned, you know, I think in jest... Uh, waiting until November to record a new one. And part of the reason I was so up for that is because that would make sh sure that our next reconciliation happened around the holidays where I have all that time off. Now, granted, who knows where either of us will be in the world at that point. But we, we're going to need some time to comb over this list now. 282 names. I think we're going to need to have a different approach for the next reconciliation. Instead of just, and not to get off track here, but I'm thinking instead of going through every name on the list 10 by 10, I think ahead of time, the two of us are going to have to just agree to prepare, which is, you know, 
a revelation for me. I've I've never prepared for anything on this show pretty much ever. But yeah. I think I think I just need to go through the list, you know, highlight the names yep. that to me need to be addressed. You do the same and perhaps I think we, that's we fair. talk about it. Cuz then we open it up to the besties cuz they can they can add their their thoughts right, as well. Right. Yeah, we can't comb through 280 names cuz by then it'll be over 300. Yeah. So. It's going to be rough. All right, another number uh number please. The next number is 94. 94, not too far to go. I give you the star of SmackDown 1000, Drax the destroyer himself wow. i give you batista okay so batista's an interesting name to pull on the list he's obviously uh, been very highly regarded i would say by the wwe or at least in to some degree you've heard talk of him not necessarily being welcomed back with open arms and certainly his last return um, did not go, I think, as anybody had planned, but they tried... It went way better. Blue Tista. Blue Tista was phenomenal. But I, I do think they made a gross error in calculation thinking that people were going to accept Batista over Daniel Bryan at that time. Um, they didn't understand what was happening, I think, in the audience. So that was on management. But Batista himself, um, you know, he's obviously part of Evolution, one of the... I would I would hazard to say one of the best stables of all time. Maybe, you know, I don't know necessarily as WWE would have you believe that they are top five material or something like that. But but definitely, I think, up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Batista himself, dude seems like he's got some passion for the business. Everything he says, it seems like he really enjoys doing it. Um, he, he clearly went into SmackDown 1000 with an agenda. Whether or not it was planned or not, he laid the groundwork to give himself one more match if he yeah. if they want to go that way. Like he basically drew, he said, "This is who I want. Let's put this out there." Again, whether or not they go with it, I don't know. But yeah, he's clearly into it. But okay, now let's talk about Batista as a performer for a second. Because hey, guy's got a great physique right he mm-hmm. he looks the part of a superpower player and, and to his movesets credit i think they played to his strength certainly in evolution uh that 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 batista bomb what that they did towards the beginning with the thumbs down uh yep. you know that was phenomenal uh he's got he's got some good powerful looking moves i think but i have never been a huge Batista fan. Everything you're saying is right. Don't get me wrong. I was about to follow it up with, ah. but I've never been particularly enamored with his in-ring performances. Yeah, I'm looking at this, and you know, I went to the top of the list because clearly he's a big name. Is he going to make my top 10? Absolutely not. No. Is he going to make my top 20? No. No. I'm not going to put him in the top 20. If you want to make a case for him in the top 30, it gets okay. a little gets a little better there. Okay. You want to start making arguments that maybe he should be above Greg Valentine at that's, 26? That's exactly the name I kind of went to. You can start to make that case. Um, though I'm looking at some of the names, and maybe this is just a sign of reconciliations to come. 
But Cesaro's at 38. Now, if this was my personal list, Cesaro would be way higher. But I, I'm I like, thinking... I like Cesaro, but Batista does have more accomplishments That's under true. his belt. That's true. I, I'm thinking top 30. We can go somewhere in there. I'd go as low as 30. He can kind of bump Farouk, a.k.a. I mean, Ron Simmons out of there. I'm sort of tempted to give him 31 actually below Farouk but again I could also easily see an argument for putting him at 26 so let's look at the names in between you've got Greg Valentine never a world champion that I can think of but a very 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 quality wrestler Bull Nakano Okada from New Japan Sasha Banks part of me says we should put him at 29 because I do think Batista's better than Sasha Banks. Ooh, them's fighting words. Really? But I, but I, I don't have a whole lot. They're almost similar in my mind. Batista was, you know, this big star that everyone seemed to love, and I just never really got. Sasha Banks is a big star that everyone seems to love. Somebody, I think it was Here, uh, New Age Insiders themselves, posted that picture of, you know, there was some picture of Carmella. <laughs> they were like... Basically, SmackDown just recreated Sasha Banks, but might be better. I don't know. I don't remember if that's exactly what he said. But the thing I'll say about Batista is, because you, you describe him as somebody that everybody loves that you never got. The thing that that I think is a sticking point for me with Batista. Maybe this speaks to him being even lower on the list. I always felt like Batista was someone that the company kept telling me everybody liked, but nobody actually liked him. Um, and I felt that way through his first run, and I felt like his return run, again, that whole thing that came up with Daniel Bryan, really sort he of cemented it. Rumble. Like, didn't he win a Royal Rumble? Could recently? be. Recently? Could be. And I don't remember the fans being into that. Yeah, he did, because we were saying that Ric Flair had to win one because Orton, Triple H, and Batista have won, I think, three out of the last five Rumbles. Right? So, again, it's somebody who seems like the company was always way into. Well, there's a Roman Reigns comparison then because that's a similar sort of thing. Like, now, granted, there was John Cena at the time as well, but. I will say that I think Batista did a better job of actually being likable than Roman Reigns has done. Okay. I was going to say, Roman Reigns is currently sitting at 18. Hmm. Not that I think Batista belongs in the top 20, but, again, and, and this is but the Roman Reigns the... has a large, again, has, I would say, more accomplishments under his belt mm-hmm. than does a Batista. Yeah, this is the issue with the list, because, you know, looking at this, Chris Benoit is 21. Clearly would rank him over Batista. But Road Dog is 22. Now, Road Dog is... An, is one of the great talkers of all time. But if we're looking at accomplishments, Batista has more singles accomplishments. Well, as always, I think the list has to be, you know, all of these things together to us. I am happy anywhere between 26 and 31 because I would put him above Paul Orndorff. Um so, really, any number you want to give me between 26 and 31, I'm happy with. Yeah. Um, 
While Sasha Banks, I, I think she's a good wrestler, and certainly she has a lot of accomplishments as a women's champion, I do I think Batista should be above Sasha Banks as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say at least 29. And you, know, you, you just made a point to me about Road Dog, his place on the list for you know being one of the greatest talkers of all time. Um, I don't know if this really goes anywhere, but Batista definitely has one of the best physiques of all time. Oh, definitely. Like he definitely a, came out of he came out of Vince McMahon's. You know, he's one of those guys. He's got the ideal physique that Vince McMahon is looking for. Like he looks like he belongs in the World Bodybuilding Federation. A Vince McMahon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. You, I don't. I guess I have to rely on you a little bit. Should he be above Okada or not? It's a polarizing thing. Um, I say yes. Many people who enjoy New Japan. My question, yeah, I would say yes. I, I'm really thinking 26, like which okay. is higher than I thought we would go. But Greg Valentine is one of the great mid card guys of all time. Batista was. Above no that. one can doubt that he was a main eventer. Yeah. So I'm going to say 26. So right below the Rock and Roll Express, huh? Yeah. Rock and Roll Express, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Because we're putting them together, I think they get the nod. Okay. I'm down. All right. 26. Dave Batista. Deacon Batista. Let's get another number. 236. 236. Well, it was only a matter of time. Ultimo Guerrero. I feel like I'm supposed to know who that is. No, because I'm pretty sure he's not related to... <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have no idea who this is. Um, I, he, I guess he was part of TNA, part of Team Mexico. But I look at his picture on Wikipedia and I've never seen that face before. So I am... Yeah, I don't believe I've ever watched him wrestle, so unless you... Wow, 2009 ranked the 10th best wrestler in the world. I'm sure I probably saw him wrestle in the TNA World X Cup in 2008. Yep. But, but I have no recollection of it. All right, so as usual, somebody wants to plead the case of Ultima Guerrero, podcast at ddtwrestling.com, but that just means, sir, I need another number. 557. 557 five, takes us to. Oh! Top 10. Top 10. Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10. Top 10. Trash man. Trash man. Okay. Um, You go ahead and make an <laughs> argument for the top 10. Oh. Come on, Rowdy Piper, like, we've had the Highlanders, we've had other people who wear skirts before, but nobody, and I mean nobody, up until maybe Braun Strowman, got as much out of a garbage truck than Duke Jerosi. No, he's clearly not the top ten, uh, but as someone who was a kid in that sort of everyone's-got-a-career era, I have a soft spot in my heart for Duke Jersey. Do you? I do. I do, I do. Not a great wrestler, uh, but 
he was the proudest trash man I've ever seen. Like, well, he was placed at number five hundred in the nineteen ninety two. This being the first annual PWI five hundred, he was exactly at the cutoff point. Wow, that's early. Josie was accompanied to the ring by 95, many fans. Ninety five chanting. Now the PWI five hundred. Oh, it says ninety two. According to Wikipedia. I'm on Wikipedia. It says ninety two. Where? Underneath professional yeah, wrestling careers. He also wrestled under the name Rocco Gibraltar. That's amazing. Yeah, no, it was ninety five because he didn't get into WWF until ninety four. Okay, so then the paragraph at the top of that page is incorrect. Then it must be a typo because yeah, they're talking about ninety two after talking about ninety three. Yeah. So yeah, there must be a typo. Part of the uh, gimmick battle royal. Became a special education teacher afterwards. Got arrested by an undercover cop to whom he sold Oxycontin. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah. So, I don't know. The Horner Lines <laughs> at 224. I'd personally go above. My apologies, Jeremy. We put Man Mountain Rock at 214. Um, but I can't go. You know, the Goons at 208. He's in that ballpark. Yeah, you're He's right. probably not as good as the goon because the goon wrestled in skates. But speaking of the goon, I, I've been spending more more time thinking about this gritty character. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's become a fascination of mine. Uh, don't you? I heard somebody describe gritty just just imagining a muppet who had just got done doing a ton of coke. And I think there's something to that. He looks like he belongs in Labyrinth with David Bowie. I think we've had this conversation. Have we? Either that or he needs to be down a frag or rock. Down a frag or rock. I mean, if the dozer's construction, again, was made out of coke, I guess maybe I'd be with you on that one. I think the reason you're fascinated is in your head you're writing a horror movie yes. where a mascot kills people. I mean, he's, he's disturbing. <laughs> Man, copyright. I so copyright 2018 DDT wrestling because a, a mascot or maybe multiple mascots that all just like I don't know. There's something to that. All right, Duke Jersey. I want to put him above Baron Corbin just as an insult to Baron Corbin. <laughs> you are not as good as a wrestling trash man, sir. But I don't know if that's legit. Where is Baron Corbin? 213. I right do think the trash man belongs above Baron Corbin. In between, in between Man Mountain Rock and the guy that we've never watched wrestle, but he has crab hands. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> I would put Duke Drossi at 209, right above Salvatore Sincere, but below the goon. Okay. All I'm right. happy to do that. Duke Drossi, 209. All right, a number, please, on either list. It's up to you. Sticking with the men's list for one more pick. 191. 191 brings us to... Brings us to... The Latin Lover. Okay. In the mid-90s, probably around this time, maybe a little after that, um... 
Vince McMahon kind of reached out to the to the Mexican wrestlers and had a whole bunch of them uh, be part of wrestling. It would was it ninety? Where was it? Oh god. Let's see where it was. Anyways. So he showed up and wrestled at a couple of WWF events. So I have watched him wrestle. I don't remember. I always think of Hector Garza when I think of him because he kind of looks a little bit like Hector Garza. But, uh, you know, he's a guy. (laughs) Okay. I, I don't remember him being, like, particularly amazing. Again, we're not very... He was ranked... Not that we need to keep using PWI, but he was 46th in 2004. Wow. I was late. I remember seeing him in the 90s. Um, So, yeah. So, you know, we can either skip him because you haven't seen him, or we can put him... I would put him below the Horner line, although apparently he was very good in 2004, but... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say... I mean... If you think you've seen him, let's put him below the Horner line. He was in a Royal Rumble. Latin lover Royal Rumble. I want to say it was the yeah the 97 Royal Rumble. Hmm. So it was later than I thought. But he was in... He what is entered, the all-time best Royal Rumble? Is that 92? No, 92 and 97 are generally considered to be two of the best. He, was, he entered number 17, lasted 1 minute and 47 seconds, and was eliminated by Farouk. All right. Sounds... So yes, so this was this was Vince McMahon's response to the fact that WCW signed Rey Mysterio and Psychosis and Eddie Guerrero is they came out and grabbed Mil Mascaris, who eliminated himself because the rumor is did not know the rules of the Royal Rumble, climbed to the top rope and dove out onto people and eliminated himself. I believe it. So I would put him below the Horner line. Okay. Um, let's say. Right under Grizzly Redwood, a two 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 seven. All right, you really like the Latin Lover gimmick, huh? I'm going off the fact that people told you know this is telling me that he was a decent wrestler, so we'll go just below the Horner line. All right, another well, number, please. We're gonna move on over to the list of the women's. Yes. And the first number from that list is number 72. 72. Oh, I can't wait for this one. Oh? Because we're going from one extreme to the other. Last time, we ranked Asuka. Okay. This time, where do you want to rank Stephanie McMahon? I don't. I but don't want to rank Stephanie McMahon. She is a wrestler. Uh, not a very good one. No. Let's just talk about that for a second. She's a wrestler <laughs> who is not a very good wrestler. She's yeah. an authority figure who rarely, if ever, gets comeuppance. Although, you know, occasionally she'll take a spear from uh, Roman Reigns or someone like that. So she doesn't work as well as a wrestler. To me, she doesn't work well as an authority figure because, again, the the physical altercations are few and far between, except for when she actually just feels like smacking somebody. Um, I don't feel like she's 
a entertaining person to listen to on the microphone. And I don't actually think that she's had anything to do with the recent accomplishments for, uh, you know, the furtherment of the women's division in the WWE. So I don't, I don't have a very high opinion of Stephanie McMahon. Okay. How do you feel about Stephanie McMahon? Um, part of me feels like because I find her presence annoying and grating that she's doing her job well, but since I either mute or change the channel, I don't think either of those things are actually what their goals are. Um, but that's as a personality. As a wrestler... She didn't wrestle a lot. She won the women's title. It was fluky, but it fit with the storyline. The match that sticks out to me is when she wrestled Vince in like a no-holds-barred match, and Vince McMahon was choking her with a pipe. I don't know if I remember that. That prob- that might have been, well, no, you didn't have lost years. But that was, that was in the age where you didn't always get every pay-per-view, because they were $40 a month, and mm. as college students, we didn't really have that kind of cash on hand um you know now she's wrestling ronda and you know i i appreciate the character that she is playing but i'm not going to sell you that she should be above the horner line of the mcmahon wrestler she is clearly the worst i agree vince vince is better shane is better hunter is better i don't think linda ever wrestled um but i i dare say she might be better I like Linda's comatose gimmick better than anything that Stephanie McMahon's ever done. That was a great moment because you knew she was going to get up and then she just low-blowed Vince and it was like, oh, that's awesome. Um, so let me, give you, let me give you a name. Stephanie McMahon or David Otunga. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon or... Nydia. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon or the Spirit Squad. Now, hold on, though. This is the Spirit Squad with everybody except for Dolph Ziggler and Kenny Dykstra? Yes, this is just Johnny, Mikey, and Mitch. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon or Danny Doring. Um, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon or you say you, you should probably just skip Baron, some more. Baron Corbin. You get to the right territory. Cause yeah, cause we're now above the Horner line. Stephanie McMahon or Luther Reigns. Stephanie. Stephanie McMahon or Rhea Ripley. I mean, at this point, yeah, you can't deny that Stephanie McMahon has done more in the business. I mean, come on, she she married Triple H on Raw, or, mm-hmm. you know, there was that whole thing with The Undertaker. I mean, she's got some classic moments. I can't deny her that. Sure. <sighs> Stephanie McMahon or Mantar? Well... Mantar, clearly. 
Um, I'm looking at Maya Mia Yim. Maya Yim. I can't. You know, the newest NXT signing at 138. Realistically, Stephanie McMahon should be higher than Jason Jordan at 110. No, I mean, realistically, where where is Alberto Del Rio on this list? He's at 83. 83. Like, I can't, I can't in good conscience say. Okay, then can you in good conscience say Stephanie McMahon has done more than Emma? Done more? Yes, absolutely. Emma, though, now, I think the strength of her wrestling ability begins to make an argument. Sure. Do we draw the line because this is our list do we draw the line at Heidenreich this far, no further? <laughs> I mean, I think we have to be realistic here. <sighs> okay, we've said Heidenreich is the 77th greatest wrestler of all time. He is! I think the days of us being realistic are probably done. Uh, like, realistically, off the top of my head, I'm comfortable putting her above Sienna at 53, I start to get more questionable when we're talking about Molly Holly at 49. (sighs) Well, yeah, Becky Lynch already is a two-time women's champion. Like, because, again, we have to... No, we can consider Stephanie McMahon's personality. We can't consider all of the, the boardroom stuff. But she's mostly a manager. I don't think Bobby Heenan's on this list. And while he wasn't a champion in WWE... He was a manager who sometimes wrestled. Stephanie's a, a, a authority figure who sometimes wrestles. Sure. So do we need to start talking about Jimmy Hart? I presumed okay. that we were going to at some point. Let me look. <laughs> He's got to have been in a match here or there somewhere. Oh, they've been in plenty of matches, but I didn't rank those people. Yeah. So, are we saying... 52 below Becky Lynch? Are we going to go higher and say above Abyss at 45? Do we start to make room in the top 10? No. She's better than Roddy Piper? No, she is not. Okay, yeah, we're looking at this from the wrong direction, maybe. I don't think she's top 10. I'm looking at the top 20. Well, here's, here's we've got three women all ranked together. Alexa Bliss, Nikki Bella, and Paige. I don't think she touches either of them. Either of the three of them. <laughs> oh, any of them. Okay, got it. Okay. I thought you were looking at me because I said Stephanie's touching somebody, but... Nope. No, I I think you're right. Like, I'm looking at just the women. I'm Jacqueline, Natalia, all above Stephanie. You think, I think so? All right. I do. I think everybody up to Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch should be, should be above Stephanie. Okay. So... I mean... In fairness, I think Becky Lynch has probably climbed up this list in recent yeah. weeks. Um, but, but and we can and we can look at that when we make our. All right, let's let us put Stephanie McMahon at number fifty-two. Okay, above the junkyard dog, <laughs> and below Becky Lynch. Yeah, I think that's I was... much better than anybody. Who listens I was to waiting us. for you to just insist she go at the bottom of the list. Well, yeah. I did that for a while, and eventually, sooner or later, we we always end up having to change that yeah. thing. So let's just be All realistic right. up front. All right, then. Another number. 
260. 260 is... Oh, I like this guy. You're not going to have any idea who he is, but that's okay. Yuji Nagata. You were right. I um, don't know who that is. Wrestled in WCW during the, the Monday Night Wars. Uh, you know, not a talker, clearly, but a good submission wrestler. I liked him. He had some throws, had some amateur moves. Um, and then when I did watch New Japan briefly earlier this year or last year, he was there then. He's at the end of his run, kind of wrapping up his career. But again, good, solid wrestler. Does the throws, the suplexes, the submission holds that are always going to be going to appeal to me? Yeah, this um, is a guy who's had a twenty-six year, yeah, reign. I mean, a, as a wrestler, career. Yeah, does this cool little like he you know salute sort of thing, which again means very little, but a, a legit. Well, he wrestles. He, he was in two mixed martial arts battles and lost in twenty-one seconds and then a minute, two seconds, but still. Sure. You know, hey, two-time IWGP heavyweight champion, tag champion, all sorts. The fifth longest reigning IWGP heavyweight champion with a reign of 392 days. Wrestled in All Japan and Pro Wrestling NOAA, which are the other two big promotions in Japan. Uh, Eighth in the 2002 PWI 500. All right. So below the Horner line then? No. No. (laughs) No? Not below the Horner line, but let's see here. Below the Rosie line. Let's see. I'll actually give a chance to look at the Rosie. No. No. No, I would put him above. I cannot follow you above Heidenreich. Come on. Okay. All right. Um, Let's see. If I'm being realistic-ish, I put him above the great Kali. I might put him right above Alberto Del Rio at 84. My goal is really to get Alberto out of the top 100 as soon as possible. Um, So, 84. Is this guy better than Bob Orton? Bob Orton, to me, and again, I'm very ignorant when it comes to New Japan. Bob Orton had more of that, like, I give a lot of credit to that cast that okay. was just on there. That that's a that's a gimmick that resonates through time. Maybe we split the difference, split Tori and Maria, because I always feel you okay. know we got to. Yeah, let's say eighty three. Not as good as Tori Wilson, who has had some very memorable moments in wrestling, uh, but better than Maria Canellas. I'm happy with that. And if people want to argue, podcast at DDT Wrestling. The next number is 303. 303. What will it be? Damien Slater. Damien. I feel like this is a guy from the Cruiserweight Classic. It is. Slater. Um. He. Looks like Alex he, Riley. He lost to Tajiri in the first round of the Cruiserweight Classic. All right. So we we have at least watched him wrestle once. Yep. That I don't would remember appear to him be at all. 
I mean, I remember being enthralled with that match. I remember being very pleased that Tajiri was playing this wily old veteran and sort yeah. of getting one up on this younger guy. But all I remember about that match is Tajiri, not no. the other guy. Yeah. I'm going to say below the Horner line. Now, granted, you've got to be a good wrestler to make it to a cruiserweight classic. But if if you showed me a picture of him and said, who is he? I wouldn't know. Right. So, and let's face it. I know who Grizzly Redwood is at 228. It's true. It's true. It's true. But I think we're probably looking up towards the Horner line. Like, it could be somebody, you know... Somewhere in that Al Perez maybe yeah, area. I'm think yeah, I'm thinking maybe just below Al Perez. Above Jungle Jim Steele. Okay. Damian Slater. Sorry, Damian. All right. That's all we know about you. But, hey, he's welcome to show us something. Yes, right in, Damian. Let us know. Four hundred and fifty eight. Four fifty eight. We're cruising now. Four fifty eight brings we, us. I should to... also say this. We've never said this before on the air. Uh, we accept bribes. So if you want to send us money, just let us know. Like, we're yeah. open to it. You can be number one for the right amount of cash. We're supposed to be getting 400, or what is it, 50000 $50, dollars? That's what I was Something told. Like that. Uh, 458 is Jonathan Gresham. Uh huh. I know who this is. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is a, is a, he's, he's one of those guys that, Remember the name, because I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in NXT. Um, he is a uh, Daniel Bryan type, smaller guy, super technical. Even dresses in a you know similar kind of look to how Daniel Bryan back when he was a rookie on NXT looked with the robe and the kind of red tights with the white stripe sort of thing. Um, super submission guy. Just wrestled, I believe, Jay Lethal in like a 60-minute man, 60 Iron Man match um, that people really seem to enjoy. He you must know, I, be very good. And I, you're going to think I'm joking when I say this, but I'm sort of not. Um, he apparently portrayed suicide in TNA uh, at least once. Mm -hmm. And suicide, admittedly, a lot of different people have played this character, but... I have to imagine he has to have a certain level of high-flying competency to be able to pull that character off. Yeah. The matches that I've seen, when I watch Ring of Honor, because Ring of Honor occasionally shows up on my PlayStation View. Um, I don't think it has regular times, but it shows up occasionally on Nessun. Um, he's very good. Again, like Daniel Bryan. I, Daniel Bryan pre... Daniel Bryan changed and became much more strong style strikes at one point. Very much like, I will transfer any move you try to put me in into a submission hold. You go to suplex me, I'll put you in an arm bar. You try to body slam me, I'm going to hold on to your leg and put you in an ankle lock sort of thing. Um, I like Jonathan Gresham. He's He is small, but I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in the cruiserweight division at some point. So... If you like that kind of wrestling, uh, give him a YouTube search. He's he's fun. So, but again, he hasn't. He's fairly young in his career, so I don't know how high on this list we can go. Okay. I'm just kind of scrolling all, right. all over the place. All right. All right. Like maybe with the Highlanders. 
at 207 and again with with room to with room to improve but um, he hasn't okay i mean he, i can see above grado 204 okay yeah i don't know how much higher because then you get into hakushi and hideo itami eventually and i think he has the potential to leap over those guys right but, that's did you know hideo itami is still employed in wwe i did not know that Huh. There we go. Jonathan Gresham, 204. Our next pick is 533. 533. Cassidy Riley. That also sounds familiar. I feel like I should know who that is. I want to say that's a TNA guy. Uh, it could be. Is it Cassidy uh, O'Reilly? Yeah. Yeah, TNA... The Hot Shots with Chase Stevens. Hmm. Returned but in wrestled. 2004 as just Cassidy Riley. But yeah, but wrestled, you know, kind of in the early days of TNA. Then he was a jobber on ECW. Losing to Snitsky. Nice. Then was part of an independent thing. I'm remembering him because I think he was briefly aligned with Raven in TNA. I think that's okay. where I know him from. I think those early, like, I don't remember where we got him, but we had DVDs of some, like, early pay-per-views from TNA, and I think that's where we saw him. So... Yeah. Yep. So, again, I'm, based on that, I wouldn't put him above the Horner line, but... This is the Simon Diamond era of TNA. Oh, Simon Diamond. Yeah. You, sir, will be above the Horner line. <laughs> All I, right. I kind of feel about Cassidy Riley how I feel about Damian Slater. Like, the name sounds familiar. I know I've seen you, but I don't remember it. Yeah. I think that's fair. Seems like he probably was fairly competent. So, you know. Somewhere in there? Yeah. I'm going to put him above the other Hart brothers, but below Leo Rush. All right. Just for fun. 243. All right. In which case, All right. I'm going to jump back going. to the women's list. Here we go. And we're going to go with number 16. 16. Ah, uh, one of the favorites, if I remember correctly, from the first May Young Classic, Princessa Sugihit. Sugihit. Sujihiti? Yes. <laughs> Princessa Sujihiti. I can hear the resig- I can hear the recognition pouring over you. <laughs> I do. I do actually remember this person. I she's do. like, yeah. She's like, I. She was a masked masked wrestler. She was. She kind of looked like sexy star. She because she had like the the butterfly mask. She definitely was somebody. I think they they signed because yeah. She defeated Kaylee Ray in the first round and then lost to Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, I seem to remember her being pretty competent. She seemed like a good luchador. Um, yeah. Yep. But I'm unfamiliar with her outside of those two matches in the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. Uh, this is why I want WWE to, to get more promotions and put them on WWE Network because that's really the best way I'm going to yeah. learn. But realistically, um, I remember liking her. I remember being impressed. We've got, you know, Tainara Conti at 158. 
I think she probably should be higher on this list than Princessa, based off of what I know about her. Um, even Evil Lease at 166, probably I like better. But we start getting into that Ascension territory, Rico territory, 169, 171 in there. I could see somewhere in that range, I think, for Princessa. Above Rosa Mendez. Well, yeah, I don't know. Rosa Mendez had a long career. That's the only thing I can say in her favor. I would put her above Rock and Robin, even though Rock and Robin was a former women's champion. Okay. Um, again, we, we come back to TJP. Although, do we want to put her above Bastion Booger? Really? Really? Yeah, I think we do. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know a lot about this new LAX, but... I didn't care for what I saw very much, but, you know. Do we put them below the Singh brothers, the Bollywood boys? Above? Do we put her right next to Lance Cade, who has already been ranked this this day? Did the Singh brothers win anything in their Cruiserweight Classic? No. But they they got the chance to be with Jinder Mahal, so uh huh, we know who they are. Yeah, I th- I see her above the Singh brothers, above Lance Cade, possibly above Crash Holly. Kurt Hawkins territory, maybe. Wow. No, well, no, maybe lower. Uh, I mm, yeah, Scott Demore even. I like. I I could maybe see one seventy seven. Yeah, 177 right. right above him. Above Crash Holly, but below the coach of Team Canada, Scott Demore. Princessa, right. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Sugahit, we'll say. All right, we got time for like one or two more names. I feel in a good one. Give me a good name. Give me a good number. All right, the goodest number of all, 493. 493. Going out in a high you note. Picked, you picked a winner. Did I? Mike Winner. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is either. Mike Winner. Looking him up. <laughs> he has a LinkedIn page. I don't think that's who we're talking no, about. No. Um, I'm going to have to now put in Mike Winner Wrestler no, no. to see if that Give me another up. number. Give me another Mike number. Mike Rotunda. You don't even have, no, you don't even have a, a Wikipedia page. No. They have a Kfabia page. Another number. <laughs> Another number. <laughs> okay, next number is 634. 634. Mike Winner looks like he had a great stash. <laughs> Mr. Cisco from Lucha Underground. Mr. I like Mr. Cisco. Do you? Okay. Yes. Tell me why you like Mr. Cisco. Uh, Mr. Cisco. Or should was... we call him Little Cholo? Mr. Cisco looked to me like he wasn't going to be very good. Like he was part of that team with Cortez Castro. I think he went along with Big Rick there for a while. Um, yeah, apparently his name's a Little Cholo. Uh, I think he died on Lucha Underground. <laughs> but um, you know, he was one of those. He was a hardcore wrestler. He didn't try to be super technical. He would occasionally like throw out a senton or something like that. But he reminded me he had that kind of New Jack vibe, that classic hardcore, I'm most comfortable with a kendo stick in my hand, I don't mind breaking a light bulb over your head, I will throw you down some stairs if I have to. And that character actually fit very well in what Lucha Underground was trying to do. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I, I liked that. I'm, I'm bummed because apparently on November 15th or something, Lucha Underground's going to leave Netflix. Hmm. So I have to decide, do I want to try to watch the first couple of seasons or do I just want to say, ah, forget it. I'm probably just going to say, ah, forget it. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if Mr. Cisco belongs above the Horner line, but I, again, that character in that promotion worked very well. For I mean, me. we've got a lot of Lucha Underground guys, um, sort of in the 195 ish area. You know, we've got, um, and at 192 Fox, Dragon Azteca Dragon Jr. Azteca. Uh, Dante Luchasaurus. Fox at 199. So, you know, I could see going above the Horner line if only because I'm seeing that cluster there. Sure. The Disciples of Death at 208. Yeah. So, I mean, I like Mr. Cisco fairly well. I would place him above Dante Fox at 199. Okay. Um, I think Dragon Azteca Jr. is a better wrestler in terms because he's got that sure. luchador style. Well, and, and again, I. But Dragon Azteca Jr. also is mostly just a blank mask to me, whereas Mr. Cisco at least has personality. Kind of character. Yeah, so True. I don't know. Axel Rotten would be a good comparable at 193. Yeah. Because Mr. C- again, an, an ECW type guy. And in fact... I would be okay with I'd that. I'd be okay at 192 above Angelico, I think. Okay. But let's not touch the greatness that is Luchasaurus at 189. That's fair. Yeah, I like Angelico too, and some of those dives were crazy, but his character to me didn't work as much as Mr. Cisco. I don't know what Angelico Angelico was all about, except he dressed like he liked to ride bikes. My assumption was that he was just Jeff Hardy, but less talented. Man, you should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that it for Last- the list? No. No? I think we one can, more? We can, we can push one more. All right. One more. In which case... We can ride the rails one more time. 154. 154. Oh, Come please, on. don't Banger. be a bore. Again. Oh, so close. William Regal's 155. Um, a name you're not going to know, but this guy probably should be in the top 50, if not higher. This is a legend of Japanese wrestling. His name is Shinya Hashimoto. Okay. Seriously, like... We're talking potentially Mount Rushmore of Japanese wrestling. Okay. Uh, you've got, you know, Masawa. You've got Junakiyama, Kenta Kabashi. None of these names mean anything to you. If I okay. squint, this guy <laughs> sort of looks like Samoa Joe. Okay. And there's probably some similarities there. Yeah. I expected him to be... Oh, there we go. Best... Number 45 of the best singles wrestlers during the entire PWI years. He really reminds me a lot of Samoa Joe. Just looking he's at kind him. Of, he's kind of a Samoa Joe type character. Um, yeah. Three-time heavyweight champion. Three-time tag champion. He's dubbed one of the three musketeers. That's actually... I know that name for some reason. The book? You jackass. No, I mean from wrestling. For some reason, I think I know that name. Well, yeah, and and, and granted, that's... But Masachono, Great Muda, again, these are some of the greats. Um, Really good. Some great matches with Vader. Um, The first... Was he the first one to do a brain buster? I can't remember. 
if he was the first person to really do a brain buster, but really, really good. Again, another guy who, if you watch some of his matches on YouTube or wherever you can find him, he's fun. If you like Samoa Joe, you will like this guy. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Um, so you're thinking top 50. Let me actually look and see who where 50 is. That's Biggie honestly. Langston. Yeah, top 50. Top 50, top 40. Um, I won't go as high as Batista. <laughs> that, that, that high watermark, Batista. Um, thinking. Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to say that kind of... I would put him above Al Snow. But Cesaro and Dolph Ziggler heading up towards King Kong Bundy might be better. A lot of people would say Okada's better than Hashimoto, maybe, if they don't, haven't watched a lot. Um, and again, I'm encouraging, I'm asking, asking for someone to come plead this guy's case, because I am not well-versed enough to really, to really appreciate it. But, you know, I would even say, like, we could put him at 40, under Cesaro and Ziggler but above Jacqueline and Al Snow, and I would be satisfied with that for now. All right. You have just cut yourself a deal. All right. Shinya Hashimoto, rest in peace, 40th greatest wrestler of all time. Now, I, I knew that this was going to be, compared to last week's show, I knew that this was going to be, I won't say a letdown, but this we weren't going to reach the, the same highs. I need to know who these people are in future episodes. That's that's fair. That's fair. You put all the notes you want. <laughs> but I feel good about this. There were some good names. Batista, Stephanie McMahon, Duke Drosy. Like, this This is the kind of the list I want. I don't want the episodes where we haven't heard of half of them. I like this. All right. I'm, fe I'm feeling good. Doc Manson, are you feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good. We had some nice movements. Um, that's what I'll refer to, you know, placing Stephanie McMahon on this list as a movement. <laughs> a movement. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, Batista cracked our top 30, mm -hmm. so not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. No, I'm feeling good. Uh, if we ever do DDT wrestling again. Yeah, if. I mean, big if at this point. Um, even if we did it this week, like, we're going to have to talk Evolution and Crown Jewel. Because I believe Evolution is this coming Sunday. Mm. And Crown Jewel's the following week. So What if we didn't talk at all about Crown Jewel? Hypothetically? Yeah. All for it. Yeah. It's just a glorified just house show, so I'm not sure we, we need to say much about well, it. Well, and, and I think we could just ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll see about that. We'll see. We'll, we'll see about that. Oh. For all we know, we're done. Yeah, it seems like it. The ghost, the ghost of Stephanie could do a show. Maybe D'Angelo, D'Angelo, D'Angelo should do I mean, show. I should probably talk to Mrs. Manson at some point because as far as I can know, uh, at one point, the three of them, the Stephanie, the Beverly, and the Bethany's, were going to form the four horsewomen of podcast hosts along oh, with Mrs. Manson. So Mrs. Manson is, at, in fact, the last of these women who are alive. That's true. She's got to do the show all by herself. Yeah. And actually, even if we were to do the show again, it wouldn't be a bad idea for Mrs. Manson to actually sit in with us. And because this is going to be the all-women show, we should have 
some female input. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, well, all right. Uh, something to not look forward to because that's not happening. This is all hypothetical. I'm I'm starting my job at Jamba Juice on Thursday. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna juice some kale. Doc Manson, a pleasure as always. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? If you'd like to plead your case for your favorite superstars positioning on this list, you can do so by sending us an email at podcast at ddtwrestling.com. If you'd like to listen to all the previous episodes of the list or to any of the existing 149 episodes of DDT Wrestling, you can do so by going to www.ddtpod.com. And if you enjoyed what you've heard here today, and how could you? Well, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to help financially support DC and Doc as we create wacky oral hijinks. Where can they find the list? If they wanted to actually look at the list and start doing their research, because this is not something you want to wait till the last minute for. Don't wait. I think it's, what is it, ddtwrestling.com? I believe it's ddtwrestling.com forward slash the list. I am about to check that. It is not loading. Okay. Let's just go to DDT Wrestling for a second. Sure. That is also currently not loading. Oh. Well, that's interesting. Okay, then. <laughs> I'm going to look into that, and All right. I'll get back to you. I will, I will try to link out, once we get it figured out, I will try to link it out, because I do think people need to start getting themselves together uh, to plead these cases, because it can't just be the two of us talking about it. We need, we need input from the besties. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Until we meet again, my friends, The Undertaker is the greatest wrestler of all time. Ooh.